Hello, I'm Caroline Carey. I'm a soul worker and soul doula. I have a deep understanding of the soul's journey from cradle to grave, and I've traveled between the veils of the spirit realms. I've studied the path it evokes, and I've come to understand why the majority of today's problems are rooted in the loss of spirituality. So my work, which is Middle Earth Medicine Ways, empowers people to find what is lost and to reclaim their own circle of strength by embodying their soul. And I do this by holding a space for healing and soul retrieval with shamanic skills, trance and conscious dance. I love creative writing and poetry. Please join me in listening to these wonderful teachers and soul workers, the facilitators and the guides of spiritual and shamanic work. They all have something very important to share and are a great gift to our communities. I've learned a lot from listening to them. I invite you to also. Hello, Caroline here with my podcast, Soul Purpose. Today, I am really happy to introduce to you Wendy. Her website is wordsandwisdom.com and she is a wordsmith. I'm not going to say too much about her or what I know of her because I know very little and that's why I do podcasts sometimes is in order to find out more. But Wendy, being a wordsmith, of course, grabbed my attention because I'm a wordsmith myself. I love playing with words. I love weaving words together. I'm a writer. I've published six books and I write a lot of poetry. I want to find out more. What is it about wordsmithing and um, storytelling and poetry that is so important for today? Let's hear what she has to say. Wendy Hall, it's so lovely to have you here with me on my podcast. I'm delighted to see you. And for those who can't see this, you are sitting there beaming and you have this amazing picture behind you of a forest with light coming through it. So I am really inspired to be listening to you today and hearing what you've got to share with us. Where are you? Well, I actually am in a forest. So this is this is this is highly appropriate that I've got woods in the background. Um, I'm in the middle of the Netherlands actually. Uh, we ended up. Um, I've not long been married, and we ended up coming, really as a as a kind of comment on and reaction to Brexit, um, uh, to leave the UK for we we thought for six months to make sure that the door was kept open. My husband um, campaigned to join the EU as a peace project. Um, so he didn't want to lose his European identity. And we ended up uh, wanting to maintain that. And so it's a long story. But the story, you know, I could tell the story, but then that would be an hour later. So uh, I won't tell the whole story. But we ended up uh, coming to the Netherlands for the six months. And obviously, since Brexit, it's been a couple of years now. I'm, we're still here and, and again there's a story um but we ended up in early spending most of our time in a little chalet in the woods in the middle of the netherlands 
just across the road from the middle point, the middle point, there's a big stone that marks it, um, of the Netherlands. And it's beautiful. I mean, we can walk for miles. We're right in the middle of the, the woods and the forests here. And and I, I think it's so many people's dream at the moment to escape and to, to get away into living closer to nature. And that's what we're doing. So I'm um, mm. very blessed and, and uh, yeah, just, just loving, loving my life. Really oh, loving my life. That's so good to hear, Wendy. And it does yeah. sound really idyllic. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, it's not for everybody. I, I think if you'd have said to my husband, um, you know, in in a few years' time, you're going to be living in a in a tiny house in the middle of the woods. Well, we're not living, living, but we are here ninety five percent of the time. Um, and he just said, "Don't be silly. Don't be silly." And we <laughs> lived in a great big house when we met, and now we live in a tiny, tiny house. And it, it's really simple, and uh, we're we're still getting rid of stuff. From having sold two houses, and um, uh, but it's simplifying and simplifying and becoming easier and easier and easier. Sure, and it's beautiful. Sure, yeah. uh, that sounds beautiful. So um, you're a wordsmith, so having woods around you and the stillness mm. and the quiet is ideal for somebody who wants to be with words. And uh, yeah, I guess you do a lot of writing with that. So, but but tell me, what is a wordsmith? Oh, that's a very good question. I suppose I've always loved words. So I've always loved writing. I've always enjoyed weaving the words together. So I've always written rhymes, uh, little, not poems. I've never called them poems, but I've always written things in rhyme because I can. Mm. And I can do them really easily. Mm. Um, and I've always loved words. I mean, I suppose I've realized, you know, I've been working as a therapist for 25 years. Plus. And over that time, I've become very, very aware of how important the words that we use are as well. And, and so I've taken my attention to, to those words and, and started to define them and refine them and look for the good ones and work with them and simplify. Again, it's about simplifying, I think about simplifying them down to the very core of of the energy of of the particular words so yeah I just love them I play with them I think they're wonderful I think we're using them now I think they're a, they're a huge gift and I don't think we always use them consciously I think we have a lot of words in the in the form of thoughts and ideas that go round stories that are told um and so uh yeah we don't always use them consciously i think but we're, but we're using them all the time i actually um i've spent some time um with the druids uh, so um that was very interesting and that was very much about the bardic um path um and about about how originally we would have been passing news and our stories and our truth via songs and poems to help us remember them so the local newscaster that came through the village would have been a bard a, a singer and songwriter and poem with the idea that he could teach something and it might stick mm, that's fascinating so if you find when you find a word that you want to explore what do you do with yeah. it 
Um, well, the easiest thing to do is in various ways to focus on it. I, I've written a lot of affirmations. That's that's one way of doing it. Um, but but finding a way to focus on it. Now I'm at the moment. Um, well, I'm in the process of launching a podcast. By the time this comes out, probably the podcast will be in full flow. Um, but it's about um, focusing and different ways of focusing on the word. So uh, I was uh, talking to somebody the other day that has been choosing a word every new year. And she said sometimes it's taken her a year to work with the word and sometimes it's taken her several years. Um, so, I mean, I've worked a lot with the word peace. I've worked a lot with the word trust. I've worked a huge amount with myself and with clients with the word gratitude. Um, love is a very interesting word because it can be misused and it's confusing for a lot of people what that is. But I think I've got my head around that one. Um, don't know about the rest of me, but yeah. So it's it's become a, a journey really of seeking out what we might call the high vibrational words and they are for me they're the ones that lift us up uh, whereas we're very often listening the news the social media stories very often are stories that bring us down and we can feel our mood drop if we're talking about them, if we're listening to our intuition or our gut or our heart. Um, but some words really lift us up and they, they make us feel better. If you focus on them, they bring you up, they raise your vibration, they get you to come and kind of join them on their own sweet, harmonious, lovely adventures. Uh, into what they mean and it's obviously it's not just the words I mean it's what lies behind them mm. because mm -hmm. I tried the other day to um, uh, one of the words I'm I'm focused on which is in the name of the podcast which is words and wisdom is the, the word wisdom so I went to look it up in the dictionaries and uh, I, that really confused me they'd all got different opinions all trying to put to define what wisdom is in a sentence right so that they that just confused me mm. so then I, I start okay so if that's what people are thinking wisdom is how do I help people mm. to actually define for themselves or how do I define it so that they can understand it this little word called wisdom right yeah that's and it's just a little word cool. it's a tiny yeah. little word but yeah a huge thing that having awareness of it could um enhance our lives that the idea yeah. is that all of these words focus on them and understanding them will enhance our lives so pull us towards them absolutely yeah so in my writing experience um, I, I love looking up words in ethnology looking back where did this word come from how did it originate what, yep. what culture um, and quite often I find oh, it, it, that word does not did not originate 
where I think it might originate or be about what I even thought it was about. Mm. Um, and I find it quite fascinating even to look a word up in a dictionary and to get the, the actual meaning of it. But ethnology, was that something you would consider in what you do? I have I have looked at some things and and in some ways I'm interested in the history of the word and and I'm actually probably more interested in the way we're using it and the vibration of it and how it feels what it does hmm. to my system when I do stuff with it uh, there's there's a huge energetic things with these words which i'm sure you'll appreciate mm. that that when we focus on just one of let's take the word peace yeah now i don't know the you know the the the, the history of the word peace it's only going to be the history of it in english yeah it might it might go back into have some other roots in other languages but now we're using it in english in other cultures they would have another word maybe several words for that one word that we use which is called peace so to begin to define it how does it make us feel when we focus on it for me that's what's important Mm, I see. how does it make us feel how how does it make mm. us feel i'm not i'm not trying to do a head analysis partly because i've moved myself right out of my head mm. like I, I i try not to do too much head work i mean i've done lots and lots of training on lots and lots of things and i've done lots of external stuff of listening to everybody else's ideas and stories and thoughts and beliefs and I've started to pull it back. I've been doing it for a long time, really. And to want to go deeper into what mm. I believe and to my own personal wisdom. Uh -huh. Because the words and wisdom that I'm titling on the podcast isn't about my wisdom. It's about us all getting our own working. Okay. I, That's I, interesting, yeah. So 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 where did it originate this seeking of us where where was it was it a childhood thing did you love writing as a little girl or was there were you the yeah. struggles with yeah. your writing you know what's the original story the original story I think I've always loved words I think I've always loved words I, I don't know it's difficult to define it's difficult to go back to the root of that because one of the things that one of the phrases i'm going to sidetrack a little bit one of the one of the phrases that i came up to with i i i go um five rhythms dancing i go um every other week at the moment um right. to dance and what happens in the dance is that i always have to take a little note pad and pen and yes at some point i have to write something down because something comes in that state of openness and moving with the music so the music music kind of moves you and it gets inside you and stuff just flows in yeah um and i do work with guides i am a channel i'm an energy healer so i'm very intuitive so stuff comes in and i have to write it down so the last time i went which was last a lot about a week ago 
um, what came in was, um, what are you capable of if you get out of your own way? That's what came first. And then it got edited. What are you capable of if you get other people's beliefs about you out of your own way? Mm -hmm. So what I realized was that I'd been a healer when I arrived here. I was a healer when I arrived as a child. I was deep, way deeper. You know, I was intuitive. I had lots of gifts that came with me when I arrived here, you know, on the planet, you know, as a baby. Um, and and then I was told I couldn't, I was too small, that I wasn't, you know, that special. There was, you know, I couldn't do this. I couldn't help. I, I, you know, I was born into a family that was not, I just couldn't understand me. We were on different wavelengths, let's say. Yes. And I think, and then I went to Roman Catholic junior school, which is another story in itself. But that, that was like, that was not a good experience for me as a non-Roman Catholic who at five was told they were full of original sin and and got very similar experiences I went I was born I was born Church of England um devoted parents to the church and yet I ended up going to a Catholic school convent yeah and and being with the nuns and that was uh, I have I have quite a story around some of that and yes we were told that we were sinners that we were bad people basically and 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 I mean I don't believe that that the Catholic Church necessarily believes that, but those nuns that I was with, they separated us out and they did some yeah. rather, yeah, crazy teachings and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, very odd, very odd. Yeah. But I learned a lot from that as well. Yeah, you know, I actually that did inform a lot of my own story, um, yes. and because I argued with them, you know, they. The, <laughs> sister Mary Edwards, she said. Um, she said that animals didn't have souls well I was going to prove her wrong and right. I, I started digging up the, the the little pets that I'd buried in the garden and things like that and I, I was going to really let her know that these animals had souls and and yeah. I knew so put me right on soul work so these things sometimes are a blessing yeah. Aren't they? Yeah, is there anything they in your childhood that you can say well it was difficult but it was a blessing I think the whole thing was a blessing, but I wasn't experiencing it as that at the time. No, of course not. <laughs> um, um, obviously, the whole thing put me on a path of, I think what happened with me, you know, this is this is my history, is that, that I, I took that level of judgment for a while. I wasn't a rebel. I wasn't encouraged to be a rebel, and I didn't speak out against what I was hearing I hadn't uh-huh. got that in me okay. yeah whether that's whether that's down to my parenting or down to whatever else happened around that um I think I gave up and I shut down okay and I sh- and and so at that was it a long-term gift of course it was uh but at the time yeah I shut down contact with guides I shut down my intuition I tried to mm-hmm. get into my head be a good girl mm. do what the nuns I I 
really adopted their thinking of is if I was really, really, really good, then there would be some kind of reward somewhere down the line. Mm. It's interesting you talk about the shutting down because shutting down makes us very introspective, doesn't it? It makes us look deeply inside. And so there's a a gift in that, even though it's very painful and it can make us very shy people. Um, but there does come a time in our lives, hey, where our, our voice has to come out and what we've gathered from the in, inner world is is there to be offered to others. And, and there's we find the solution for that, don't we? We do. And, and, and I think for me, what happened was it, it, it got bad enough I, when I was married, after I was married and I had children, it got bad enough that I had to do something. Because right. What I've and been that's, told, yeah. that's the gift. I had yeah. no choice. This was a survival thing. Yeah. I had to do I had to learn new a new way of being I had to learn how things worked I set off on a path of well this doesn't work how how does it really work what's so what's right. yeah what's it really about why do I do this why does my why do my parents do that why why am I not happy why am I not functioning well mm. um why am I not able to easily communicate within a relationship I think there were lots of things as I set off um exploring and yeah what we said earlier I I certainly turned to courses and books and uh, and I started again over 25 years ago doing counseling and because I needed counseling right yes yeah Uh, and and so in order for me to get back to my intuition I think it was just, it was a long road. I had to do a lot of head stuff. I was very in my head. I was very logical, very sensible, very practical. Um, I didn't believe anything that I couldn't touch. Mm. I got really taken on board what I was being shown and told. Mm. Really, really tried to live like that. And obviously that caused a huge conflict because that's not my nature. So so let's let's look at so the, the words start, the, the fascination of words yes. came in. Um, yeah. quite an introspective child you know you're, you're going along the path of normality in many ways you know to be yeah. a, as you're required a good girl and so so what where was the turning point I'm always interested in these you know where did the path change you know sometimes we walk along one path and then it splits and it be, you know becomes that okay yeah. which path do I take where did you go I, how I I think Having done the counselling, see, I hadn't got anybody I could talk to about any of this stuff. I had no one to talk to about it. I hadn't got a good connection with my mm-hmm. guides like I have now, and I can talk to them now about deeper stuff. But I, I didn't have that back then. I didn't have anyone around me that was just wasn't anybody in my, you know, just wasn't anybody there that I could talk to about this stuff. So um, I suppose that when I'd done the counselling and I'd done psychology, developmental psychology, which I found very interesting, that gave me some understanding of, of the fact that everything everybody does has a root cause. Okay. So cause and effect, that was useful. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing and very, very useful. Um, so my judgment started to leave, which was useful. Um, but I think the biggest turning point was after that i went okay so i understand some of the logical stuff where i was doing like freudian counseling you know psychodynamic counseling 
experimental. Um, so where does this thing called um, religion, spiritual stuff, where does that fit? Because it, it, it wasn't in my training. Okay. It was a piece, piece of the training that wasn't there. So then I, I started to look in that direction and looking in that direction took me into energy healing. Okay, that, that that's really interesting. So this quite introspective person, like mm. starting to ask a lot of questions, yeah, starting to ponder a lot on things and contemplate things. And then those those questions would lead to, well, what are these words? What are the, what is mm. this about? And so you're starting to find a solution to some of the, your own particular challenges and then finding a beautiful offering. And you do have a beautiful offering. I mean, your website is stunning. You have, um, you know, this this idea of, of words and wisdom and how to help people to find out, you know, about the words they're using as a as a kind of healing, isn't it? It's about how do these words make us feel? And so would you say this is your sole purpose? Because this podcast is about sole purpose. Would you say that's what it is? I can definitely say that I've never felt more aligned. Aha. Uh -huh. So that's a real key, isn't it? I mean, I, I believe that when we feel aligned, when we when we feel a lot of joy in what we do, mm. there mm. is a sense of the soul. The soul has returned. Soul is doing what it is fulfilled to be doing. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, I mean, I, to go back, the 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 the, the energy healing was the first time I felt something mm. and I, I with my head and all my logic I started to feel stuff to experience things that were not in the what might call the realm of the physical okay and so that meant that I had more to explore and I had more questions okay from that right, right. And, and a seeking of more answers and so because I, that's that's part of part of me i think to my curiosity i i absolutely celebrate my curiosity because it takes yes. me down some yes. wonderful amazing rabbit holes into all yeah. kinds of wonderful realms and having amazing experiences and meeting amazing people um and so i just celebrate i celebrate my curiosity that think that's that's a big thing that i got mm. i think i arrived i think i arrived with that but because i had nobody to take my questions to i shut that down right but but it, it's back and it's 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 and now there's there's no shutting it down and so am i on with my purpose i think it's i'm absolutely loving it i mean i have to say that yesterday i spent the day writing um um social media posts okay and yeah. you wouldn't think that was that much fun but oh i had a wonderful time i'm doing words just a few words just a couple of lines over the top of a video so I'm I'm finding some videos. Mm. I'm putting a couple of lines of text, um, empowering, um, guiding, supportive, um, and it's based on freedom. So the first part of the whole project is based on freedom. So to help people to release the blocks they've got in themselves, to get them focused on moving forward in a positive way, and and it's just. It's just stunning to be doing it and to know that they're going to go out. And and one of the things that I am aware of, because I did do some life purpose work, is that part of my life purpose um, core is rippling. 
and that is to drop pebbles in a pond and to watch the ripples go out beautiful it's quite it is and there's quite there's still quite an emotional response to that for me so i know how powerful it is yes so each of the podcasts is a is a dropping a pebble in a pond and it'll go from where it goes to out and yeah. it may touch one person or a hundred people i don't know and that's not my responsibility Absolutely. what it is is to keep dropping these pebbles in the pond to see if i can do something to help the individuals or the system or the societies or the cultures mm. because my idea and it has came from right back at the beginning and i'm using over 100 words now but it started with 60 words to change the world oh how interesting so so if we if we take a word and we start to notice that we repeat a word a lot we use a particular word mm. i i notice that and particularly in this podcast it's come up with editing things like that i use the word beautiful ever such a lot i say yeah. i say oh that's beautiful oh that's beautiful yeah. why yes. do i use the word beautiful so much would you say Give me, give me an, an idea around that. Well, I, I would say that what you're doing is you're, you're very visual then. If you're using the word beautiful, that's a kind of a visual word. So you're noticing the beauty of things. I do yeah. notice the beauty of things. I, I, I'm actually very kinesthetic. I'm a kinesthetic learner. Right. So right. I've just done a podcast about that, you know, because yeah. that's, that's a big part of my, my struggle in life as well is because only 5% of people in the in the world are, are kinesthetic learners and so yeah. we're, not, we're not considered in the classroom or in, in, in things like that so it's very difficult for me so yes I can I can see that 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 part of me beautiful but it might feel beautiful as well what people are saying hey it might you might get a kinesthetic reaction mm. to something you're experiencing and your word that you're attached to that re reaction is beauty yes so that is your kind of defining of something that touches you yes in that way that that sets off a reaction in you that makes you admire that or appreciate that object yes. or that experience or that that thing that someone said or done or whatever it is you're noticing as being beautiful i would say it was a word of um, appreciation mm it's a word of um, maybe even celebration, which is a beautiful word, um, and also maybe connected to the word gratitude, which is um, a very, very important word yes. um, for uh, bringing, I think the more you start to notice, this is my understanding, having done a lot of work with affirmations and a lot of work with gratitude, with myself and with clients um that the more you you bathe in those things the admiration the appreciation the gratitude the celebration of things the more those things start to be noticed in your life the more you notice so um you may start off noticing something you're grateful for and it feels good yes so then you do it again and then you start to oh that feels good i'll start to look for more of those things nice because they feel good yeah and so you start to notice more beauty because you're you know you have a, an instinct to notice it then you're noticing but you're tuned into it 
let's say it's a vibration, yeah, and you're tuned into that vibration, uh, the vibration of, of, of beauty, and therefore, for you, beauty is an important thing. Beauty is a feel-good thing. Beauty is one of your words. Let's say it's one of your celebration words. That's a, that's a really lovely thought because I there was me editing my podcasts and or listening through them before I posted them and going I do say that rather a lot oh is that is yeah. that and maybe yeah maybe I to see that as a good thing you know not yeah. not a sort of yeah you know, oh I shouldn't keep repeating that <laughs> so that's a really and I suppose what you're saying is we each person has a certain set of words that we might use more than others. So tell me, how how do we, we come to the wordsmithing? What does wordsmithing actually mean? Um, because there's more to it, isn't there, than just looking at words. So something about the weaving of words. Yeah, something about the weaving of words. I tell you, because me I as think... a writer, I really love to make up sentences, poetry, that sort of thing. So I, I, I find, I yes, well, I, I do that. I also find myself making up words and combining parts of words in different ways. I, maybe you're a bit of a wordsmith as well if you do that. Um, so that might kind of meet with kind of my definition of what a wordsmith is. And, and you're right. I think it's about how we weave them. Because, yeah, I've got these like 100 words that I'm going to be helping people to focus on. And I hope it's going to change a lot of people's lives to do so. Um, but it's not just... You can't just, I mean, you could just say beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But it isn't just that, is it? It's all the other, it's the whole sentence that it goes into. And then it's the thought and the feeling behind that. And and really, I think when you're doing what we're doing, which is podcasting, we're using a lot of words to actually share our, our stories or experiences with people. Then we are weaving words. We are wordsmiths. And anybody who podcasts has, has to be a wordsmith. Anybody who writes is probably one, from my point of view. Mm. Sure. Um, it's not for everybody, um, and uh, and yet everybody uses words and everybody does. But it, part of it, I think, is using them quite consciously, having right. an awareness of words and having a love of words. And so maybe, I mean, part of my training was doing NLP, the Neuro Linguistic Programming, which is understanding the programs the language the way we reuse words uh, and and the power of that and the and the the disempower of that if depending on what we're using whether we're saying them or whether we're feeling them or thinking them yeah um, whether they're inside or whether they're outside us what we've imported what we've installed you know what programs we have running in us and and whether they're useful so I think it's all it's all but weaving of words. It's all about weaving words. It's about how we put them together. But I also think there is something else. And I think for me, and it may be there for you as well. Um, one of my guides quite recently said I was a a universal translator. Oh, that sounds. I thought that, cool. that's, that sounds pretty cool. What does that do? <laughs> what what what's that mean? And what they explained was that I could take a concept, I could take an idea, um, and I could bring it down, even a, a you know, a spiritual idea, a soul idea, um, you know, something that 
we don't necessarily have as common um, conversation in our culture. Um, it isn't taught at schools. It isn't necessarily in every home as a conversation. And and introduce it in a way or explain it in a way to people that simplifies it. Okay, okay. So, yeah, this is it's really interesting. And, of course, there are some words, of course, that are going to be harmful, hurtful, um, yes. that we that we can use without even realizing it, uh, the yes. damage they can use, and, and some people purposely using words that are, are not healthy. So what do you think about that that side of things? Right, well, I think, hmm, I'm kind of torn. I, I, it's, it's complicated. I think that a long time ago, people were telling stories that were empowering stories and they were using a lot of positive uplifting words and at times and I don't quite know when they all got to introduce but we've also got a lot of stories that are disempowering yes. and negative and they bring us down mm -hmm. and for some reason some of those stories I mean I'm, I'm focused on freedom so I'm beginning to really notice what disempowers people, what takes right. away their freedom, mm. what makes them believe they're not free, what makes us, any of us believe we're not free. And it is the stories in the culture. It's the ideas yes. that we pass on. It's what we're being taught. It's, it's all the disempowering stuff. Now, whether that, you know, whether that comes from um, where that starts, I don't quite know. I, I have to lay some responsibility at religion. I have to lay some responsibility, I think, at at some of the masculine um, disempowering of women, the witch burnings, the you know the the times when men have been probably afraid of women's power, from my point of view, and and wanted to suppress women. Um, I think maybe I can lay some of that at at um, at people who want uh, power for themselves. And so one of the ways of taking power away from people is to tell disempowering stories, tell people they're not that important, they're not that good, they're not that special, they shouldn't celebrate their gifts, they're, they're only little, they're only weak, they're, they're, they're victims. And these stories have become woven hardwired into, into our thinking, into our DNA and into certainly into our cultures and they take a bit of getting out because yes, of course yeah so 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 we're passing the stories around and so the words you're talking about for me are as easy to focus on as that for me they're the other side of the coin yes to the words that i'm focused on so so how important is a good storyteller in today's society because we definitely got storytellers in the media um, you know, newspapers, social media, news, all that sort of stuff that are really bringing people down and disempowering them. You know, they are. Because, right, because, based on because, gossip, because, a lot of them, hey? Yes, yeah, because it's propaganda and it's not, it's yeah. not truth. Now, if, if, the, if the, a long time ago, I think the newspapers and maybe even the, um, you know, the bards of the Druid yeah. times um, discovered that a, a bad story was popular, you know, some kind of drama, some kind of if you look at the movies we always want the hero's story we always want a 
somebody to go through loads of trials and difficulties and come out the other side the hero um so i think the newspapers realized certainly uh, by that stage the newspapers realized the bad story sold newspapers and i just think we've been doing it ever since and what we don't do is we don't tell the good stories right we just it's not they're not being passed on so how important is a storyteller i think a storyteller with a good um moral story what they might have called them you know uh we go back to Grimm's fairy tales were the old ones weren't they um some something that helps people inspires people in some ways it's what we're doing right now yes is that we're telling stories you know yeah. we're sharing stories we're sharing a bit about my story you're sharing a little bit about your story yes and so sharing positive stories of how you can overcome some of the difficulties now those that don't get into newspapers they just don't um from my point of view i don't see it anyway and i think that's the difference between an uplifting story and a depressing story um, so maybe the podcasts are the new bards of our society I think so. Isn't think that so. amazing to think of that? This is our yes. way of doing that. Oh, that that's yes. I get shivers up my spine when I think yes. of that. Yes. Wow. Yes. Brilliant. Yes. Because so, the bards came before we wrote stuff down. Yes, exactly. Before books. Yes. Before books, because the people didn't have the skills to write. This is why some of the stories came out of the church, because it was the the the, the it was the uh, priests that had the skills to write. So they became the, the people who wrote the books and right. they wrote what they wanted, to, the That's messages the they want to pass on. Yeah. yeah. And so and they became such powerful stories. That actually, some of the other stories got pushed into the background. And in we've, England, we've lost so much of our own, have. haven't we, from way, yes. way before. And, and I yes. think that I always see that as one of the reasons we have a tendency to um, try and seek like the indigenous cultures of other Yes, countries, communities, and to yes. you know, take some of that medicine or that belief or that, those experiences and bring them home and to say, yeah, I, well, I because I want some of this rather than digging into what was originally ours. And, mm. it, and but it's hard to do that because there isn't any written documentation on it. So yeah. it's trusting in, um, you know, family history and also in what we can gather from the spirit guides and from the landscapes hey i just think like you're right in that you know we're talking about the shamanic stuff that's being that's coming in particularly from other cultures where people are looking to the people that maintained their spiritual practices mm -hmm. and maintained a connection with the land and the earth and the elements particularly and we certainly have it here we've got all the sanding stones that prove it they're lined up with the stars and yeah. And so we we did know all of that stuff. And yes, uh, from my point of view, we lost it. We destroyed it for whatever reason. I mean, I do think that the witch burnings didn't help. They, you know, after that, it, it wasn't so safe to go and do. Yeah, and we can have repercussions, aren't there, of that now, even yeah. for women to, and men as well, but to bring yes. forward your own medicine, there is yes. fear around it because what's going there to is. happen? How am I going to be treated in this? Yes. Even if we're not even aware of it, there's something that holds us back. Yes, yes. So this is, is fascinating. So how can people find you, Wendy? And, and <laughs> where, where do they, we need to steer them towards to, to learn more about your wordsmithing? Well, um, certainly the website, yes. which is wordsandwisdom.com. 
and then the words and wisdom and it will be freedom but the words and wisdom podcast great and uh, from the website it's probably the easiest place to go because that will give links to everything else that develops and there will be more and more and more developments of what i'm offering um so the words will guide through to courses and support and lots of other things that i'm planning um as the project kind of expands that's so good so so all that information can be in the the box benike if people want to find you and contact you yeah but i really recommend them looking at your website because it is rather stunningly beautiful and and i love the words that you've written there and you have some um, podcasts there that people can listen to but wendy thank you so much for coming along and sharing your story with me Um, thank you so much for inviting me you've given me a whole new thought um and idea around wordsmithing and Mm. how to be with words and to pay a bit more attention to them because they are, you know, we, we talk about the word spelling. They are spells, aren't they? Words they are. are spells. And they have a effect on us. They, they're um, magical and they're powerful. They really they are. And yeah. it's worth choosing them wisely. I like that. I'm going to choose my words very wisely from now mm. after speaking with you. Thank you <laughs> so much. And um, yeah, good luck with all that you do and bring to the world. Thank you. Thank you very much. There we have it, Wendy Hall, a very interesting wordsmith. And uh, yeah, her podcast will be out, I think she said in about a month's time. So listen out for that. I'm sure it'll be very, very interesting. And uh, if you want to uh, contact me, if you want more information at all, see the, the links below. Do join my membership platform if you would like to. I'd love to have you on board. You can find videos documents, um, more podcasts, and uh, we meet online and in person, live together to discuss some of the things that we're exploring. So yeah, great stuff. I hope you'll listen in next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening right to the end. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And remember, you can be in touch with myself or this speaker My website is middleearthmedicine.com. We have a wonderful membership platform that you can join for just £5 a month. And we have lots of recordings and interesting information that we can share with you there, plus meeting online with regular groups. You can also find the details of our speaker in the box below with their links, their websites, and a little bit of information about them. Thank you for joining me and being part of this Middle Earth Medicine community. I hope you'll listen to our next show. Please follow, share, like, whatever you can do to help this community to grow. We really appreciate you. Thank you.